guys, Bobby Roast Beef here, and uh, man, I gotta tell you, we got a good episode today. It is Jigs and Bigs. Um, you know, things have uh, been happening here in, in New England. Uh, the spawn is on in New England, and uh, I'll tell you, I was out, out earlier today and uh, and was sight fishing, and it was the first time I had seen any fish on beds. Uh, we, had, we had a nice what, uh, three or four day warming trend of, of temps that were over about 48. So that definitely kind of helped boost things up a little bit. That water's getting a little bit warmer. It's pretty damn good, I have to tell you. The week overall was really great, but I'll tell you, like, I mean, I, so so a few things this week that I had done that were pretty awesome. Uh, first off, I, I caught some fish on a, on, a, on a relatively new technique for me. I have been really getting into the drop shot technique, and I had uh, used a... Was it? It was a Sakoshi bug uh, that that's put out by Ten Thousand Fish, and uh, it, it's it's a great little bait. It's um it's it's like a Ned bait style cylindrical, but it's got uh, some appendages at the end that kind of give it a great little action. Um, and I I had caught uh, a little guy on on one of those um, when it when the bite was really tough. So I switched over to the drop shot. That happened. I also just got a bunch of new jigs from uh, my good buddy Ken over at leadfreejigs.com. Now, I wasn't 100% sure uh, which jigs I was necessarily leaning toward. Uh, and he's got three different styles that I was really interested in. All Gamagatsu hooks, really, really great quality, free so you're legal in Massachusetts which is cool and uh, I had and, and I picked up some skirts from them too mainly just colors that I really kind of dug and those colors were a green pumpkin um, and uh, a black and blue and then I got this uh, this other other color that's uh, a natural style color it's got a little bit of orange in there and also uh, a little bit of gold uh, very very interesting um, like a panfish style um, panfish pattern I would say bluegill but maybe a little bit more than that going on very interesting so anyway, I had uh, I had fished with uh, some of those. I had I had when did that delivery come? It was earlier in the week. It was probably Monday or Tuesday. Probably Wednesday. I went out fished uh, fished for a bit with those jigs with no luck. And then Thursday I was on them. And then Friday I was too over at uh, a new body of water. It was the body of water I was at uh, today uh, on Monday actually, um, where I was I was uh, bed fishing. Uh, I, I went over there and I had never caught a fish. This is right in my own hometown, and I had never caught a fish over here. And I just decided I was going work this one section where I knew that they were stacked up and I was just going to keep pitching that jig and it was it was definitely came down to color because I was pitching a a black and blue jig I have a lot of confidence with it and uh, they didn't want it so I switched to that more natural color and hooked up with a two pounder it was great and then uh, it was pretty awesome Saturday had a great time I went out fishing with a good buddy of mine and uh, we had doubled up from the bank for the first time that we've ever fished fished together it was pretty pretty cool and could have happened in a more random section Uh, there were a couple of laydowns. He was fishing the right side of them. I was fishing the uh, left side of them, of course, maintaining social distancing for uh, you know the, the the being careful with spreading COVID or anything. Uh, so I you know we're each fishing one side. But what was interesting was he was throwing a bluegill whopper plopper on uh, top water. I was throwing uh, a similar colored pattern jig on the bottom, and we both hooked up with two fish that were right about a pound and a half each. Pretty awesome. 
So I felt pretty accomplished, and it was uh, it was pretty pretty good time. Anyway, guys, uh, this episode here, I have Andrea Navolo, and uh, you may be familiar with her, and I've mentioned her before a couple of times on my Instagram. She is the blonde angler, and uh, and a hundred percent the source of my small mouth envy. Her photos are amazing. Uh, she gets out there on on the rivers uh, and 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 just crushes it. And I mean, she's got amazing amazing photos of amazing, amazing fish. And it was just, you know, it was great. So we got to talk and she has been involved in the outdoors for her entire life. Uh, she is a two-time Connecticut um, uh, angling guide cover girl. And uh, and one of those pictures she'll share a story about, it actually happened to be uh, the situation that was like one of her biggest highlights ever, like one of the most epic stories. You're going to love it. Talking with her was great. It was awesome. Like I've said, I'm a big supporter of, of, uh, of female anglers, Primarily, I'm a father of two daughters, so like I when when I see women in 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 this this sport in this in this uh, with this level of passion, I'm like, you go get it. That is awesome. You know, I mean, it's it's just huge. It's awesome. So we're gonna go ahead and get to our interview with Andrea, the blonde angler, right after this. Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or Order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code Jigs and Bigs, and you'll save ten percent off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan "Start 'em Young" to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out OldGloryOutdoors.com and use the promo code Jigs and Bigs. Save some money and gear up now. Sean. 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 Hey, this is Sean the Fisherman with my weekly story. Just wanted to talk a little bit more about something Rob and I talked uh, talked about during our podcast uh, with getting hooked. I've got three hook stories aside from the one I mentioned in the podcast. When I was in uh, middle school and beating the banks with uh, in the Chicopee River, where I grew up, like like Rob does to this day, uh, I was fishing with a friend. There was a log we were standing on. He reeled back. He went back to cast, and on his backswing, he had a three-aught hook, and it went into my eyebrow, <laughs> and that was great. So luckily, uh, the uh, the barb was easily pulled out because there's not a lot of flesh right there, so we popped it out, and that was that. The next time I got hooked uh, has a little bit of a, a follow-up story to it. So uh, when I first enlisted and I was, uh, I was out in Nebraska, there was a base lake. Most active duty installations have a base lake, base golf course, et cetera. So we were out at the base lake fishing. It was the 4th of July, I think of 2000. I had a, a massive, massive eight to nine inch largemouth that I caught on a size nine or 11 Rapala, floating Rapala. That when I reached for, he wiggled the wrong way and I wiggled the other way and took one of the barbs into the webbing of my left hand between my thumb and forefinger. 
So it was deep enough. It was deep enough that I had to, uh, I had to immediately go to the base hospital. Uh, and every time that fish shook, it, it sunk the hook in deeper. Um, so the fish unfortunately had to be euthanized and thrown to the catfish. I went and had my hand injected with, uh, with Novocaine and they popped the hook through, cut the barb off, popped it back out. Um, unfortunately, and here's the after story due, due to the fact that it was on a military base, I had to go to my supervisor and say, Hey man, I had a hospital visit. Um, what paperwork do I have to fill out? So permanently in my military file, there is a, uh, a file describing my hospital visit and everything that happened and my supervisor's recommendation, who was also a fisherman that <laughs> airman first class Dominic needs to go out and catch bigger fish to avoid this happening in the future. <laughs> The third time, the third time I was hooked was yet another floating Rapala incident where I set the hook on a fish a little too fast. It came back, and as I was, it was in a sit-on-top kayak. Uh, I took the one of the treble hooks into my shin, and it was in deep, and I was out in the middle of nowhere, and I had to get that out of there. So this is a freaky part. I am by no means a tough guy with pain. If I get hooked or something, it's not pleasant. I don't like it. I got hooked in, in a weird place where I didn't have any feeling. There was no nerves there, I guess. So I actually was able to push it through, cut the, cut the barb off and pull it back out. It was just a really, really bizarre sensation. And uh, there's my stories for the week. Uh, please be careful with hooks. Don't get hooked. If you do, go see a doctor and uh, get it removed properly. Thank you. Here I am. I'm, I'm speaking with Andrea Navolo, uh, a.k.a. The Blonde Angler on Instagram. And uh, before we even get started, I have to say you are 100% the source of my smallmouth envy on Instagram. <laughs> like, talk about inspiration. Like, they're an well, amazing species of fish, but wow. I mean, and the photography is killer. Your Instagram page is out of this world. Well, thank you. Uh, those those smallmouth definitely make my heart beat, yeah. and um, I, I have to thank my husband. He's usually the man behind the camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay, there you go. Now you got a, a full time photographer with you all the time. He's got yep. a good eye. Uh, the, the ongoing joke is that he's my roadie. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. So let's go ahead and talk about how you got into the outdoors. I, I, I gather from what I had looked at on your Instagram page that this has been a part of your life for a long time. Yeah, it really has. So um, when I was just a, a child, um, my parents had a saltwater boat that was docked in Rhode Island. And both my mother and my father would um, compete in um, shark and tuna tournaments. Oh, okay. And um, they, they threw me a part of that, like, you know, as like as young as I can remember. Yep. And, um, every weekend of the summer we would be on the boat fishing, even if it was just from shore. And then, um, you know, unfortunately when our family grew and we got bigger, my, my dad had to sell the boat and we had to buy, you know, build a bigger house. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the fishing continued well on, you know, into my, you know, young adulthood, my teenage years, things yep. like that. So it was always something we did together as a family. Nice. Well, so that that was super special. Was there a turning point for you when when the attention went went toward? Well, I mean, you you fish multi species, all kinds of stuff. I've seen pictures where you have salmon. I've seen I've seen amazing trout catches, like absolutely stunning, stunning trout, pike, 
but I do see a lot of bass. Where, when was that transition for you where you were like, okay, so this is an interest point or, or has it become a primary interest? So, you know, it, it was just easier to freshwater fish. We just mm-hmm. had the, the resources that made freshwater fishing a lot easier for us as a family. Um, but when I was on my own, living on my own, and I had, you know, a career as a paramedic, I had um, a lot more time, you know, to myself and, you know, I wanted to spend every waking moment on the water when I could. Sure. Um, and, you know, I started fishing with other people. I started learning a lot. Um, I did the whole tournament thing for a while as a co-angler yep. and liked it, you know, just for the sole reason of, you know, being able to learn on on the back of someone's boat. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it just consumed so much of me and it, it became such a passion that, it's, it's like, you know, what I do and I, I love it more than anything. That's awesome. Let's talk about preferences as far as when it comes to freshwater fishing. Are there certain bodies of water styles that you prefer? Do you prefer river fishing versus lakes or anything? So it's funny you ask that mm-hmm. because that's how it actually all started for me. Um, you know, the Housatonic River that runs through our part of the state um, yep. in Connecticut on the northwest corner, that's really how it started. My brother and I would just take simple canoe runs, you know, a couple miles long, Mm -hmm. you know, from start to finish. And we would just slay the smallmouth on that stretch of river. And it was just relaxing. It was fun. And then, um, you know, I, I met my husband, we bought a boat together and Mm -hmm. we've been, you know, fishing bigger bodies of water ever since. But my brother and I do a lot of the river fishing. Um, as far as like a relaxing trip, yeah. I almost prefer the river fishing. It's more of like a, a numbers, you know, day, I guess you want to yeah. say, just to do a, a quick float trip and and put fish in the boat. Um, so it, it's just, I love river fishing. I, I think I'm good at it. Yeah. Um, and, and just over the last couple of years in particular, I've been fishing the, big, the bigger bodies of water, you know, yeah. the lakes around here, which... Yep. Candlewood Lake. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a it's a big smallmouth fishery here in Connecticut that oh, right. people travel all over to fish. Okay, I've heard of it. I didn't I didn't know much about it at all. Um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I I, th- I do like like I I agree. I think that that especially in our area, the the rivers are key. The Connecticut they River are. is such a a huge at least in 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 where I am in Western Mass. It's it's just a monster. It's so difficult to fish from the bank. <laughs> that's yep, the, and you know it's you, the most challenging. And you know thing. I find I, I find that the rivers too are very temperamental. You know, oh, yeah. it, it's it's a lot of like you know, based on the weather and how much rain we get, you know, it's, it's, but it can make it really fun. And, you know, I I find with the rivers in particular, like it's, it's, you know, you go out there and you could fish from, you know, any species, like between Northern pike and smallmouth and carp and, and catfish. I mean, there's, there's, it's just a, it's a fishery for oh, everyone. Absolutely, absolutely. There is, there's everything out there. It's, it's, it, it is. It's freaking unbelievable. It uh, is. Let's talk like uh, gear. There was a post that I saw on your. Um, on your Instagram when you were talking about being asked about your favorite lure, and and there was a wake bait that you had uh, indicated that was in there. It's got a, a, a prop on the rear. I forget. Uh, I forget who makes it. Oh, that's the the depths buzz jet. That's what it was. Yes, depths. Yep. Okay, um, man, is that, that is that, that still like is, one of your favorites? 
Yeah, you know, for certain types of of, of fishing, like um, like it's to me, it's like one of those baits that you use during the summer months. You okay. know, it, it's a wake bait, so it literally just like swims right below the surface. Yep. So when these bass are hitting top, you know, in 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 the early mornings or early, you know, or late in the evenings, I should say, you know, just to get that bait to to swim right below the surface above yeah. these weed edges is is deadly it's it's crazy it's funny that's i was i've recently started started experimenting with wake bait specifically because i i feel that like they sort of sit right at the perfect level um it, and, it, yep and they're natural you know i mean they're, they're really yeah they really really work i have i have one that i've thrown a bit and i had a a, a mishap at one of my last outings where i had i had cast uh, two or three times uh, out in this one one lake that i like to fish and uh i had you know third or fourth cast i got snagged in a tree and i go and i'm like I got 50 pound braid on this, on this line. I'm, I'm, I'm getting this back. There's no, I'm not. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to finesse it out of the tree. I get it. And it does that, you know, it comes flying back like a shot. And I couldn't have done this again if I tried, but mm-hmm. the wake bait hit my rod, like almost like a bunt in baseball. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, okay, we're good. No sweat. Bait's okay. That's what I assumed. Next cast. I, I, I go to load up the rod and cast. Rod snaps. <laughs> oh my it. gosh. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So oh, no. Yeah, that was not fun. But yeah, I, I I like like I saw that I was just like, all right, cool. I'm not out of my mind. I just was something about about a wake bait. And then I saw that even that color looks awesome. It was like a bluegill yep, color. Yeah, like, that was the uh, the perch color. It, yep. that's literally like during the summer months, that's like one of my go-to baits. It's incredible. Hmm. You know, I'm not really big on wake baits in general, but that yeah. one just seems to do the trick and it makes it it has just such an extreme wobble to it yep. and action to it that like the, the small mouth especially just can't resist it. They just crush it, huh? Yep. That's awesome. What about aside from that, like what do you feeling now like especially with smallies oh man so i went out today and um you know i did pretty well with the smallmouth. um and you know it's really depending on like who you talk to you know what body of water you're fishing some mm-hmm. guys are still killing it on a jerk bait um i i did really well on a chatter bait today i, I find that um that like crank baits like square bill crank baits are, yep. are like excelling right now um i caught a really uh, a good pile of smallies this week on a um on a chatterbait. I mean, you could throw those up shallow. You could throw them deep. You know, they, yeah. they have a tendency to really get through the, the grass good. It's just such a versatile bait for this time of year. Definitely. Definitely. I just got turned on to a, 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 a brand new chatterbait from uh, leadfreejigs.com. Oh, okay. And th- I mean, it's probably, for, especially for the price, probably yeah. the most reactive chatterbait. Like the, the second you start cranking that reel, it's you've got the action. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm blown away. I got to reorder. That's somewhere. awesome. Yeah. I, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen that yet. I'm, I'm really, um, open to trying some different brands of yep. chatterbaits. Um, you know, Z man kind of rules the, totally. uh, you know, the world with, with chatterbaits, I feel like. And now that new jackhammer that they put out this past year just yep. is, is just killing the market. So, um, I have a couple of those on order. I haven't even gotten any in my hands yet, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm looking forward to trying those throughout the year. That's awesome. Now there, so, there is a question that I have been, um, just sort of, I, I made a list of questions when I first started and I, mm-hmm. it's it sort of kind of become kind of a thing. So, 
you, you, you've been in the, into the outdoors for a while. Okay. You've probably mm-hmm. seen a lot of trends with tackle come and go. Um, I often ask because there's a, a, a sort of a, a, a statement out there where people say that that fishing um, lure companies catch more suckers than the lures will actually catch fish. And there's been some ridiculous stuff out there. In your opinion, what's the most ridiculous uh, trend in in uh, fishing tackle that's been out there? And follow up. Have you used it? Have you tried it? Wow, uh, that, that's a crazy question. It is. I, I've actually, I, I'm, I'm like a pretty much. I, I wouldn't say diehard, but I gravitate more towards soft plastics. Yep. I love fishing Ned rigs. I mean, every single fishing company on the market has their own version of a Ned rig. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm not saying like it's a hype. I, they do catch fish. Um, but you know, I feel like when there's, when a company comes out with a one specific bait, I feel like everybody has to follow suit. Um, so I'd, I'd really kind of have to think about like that in, um, in detail because I, I don't know. I'm, there's, I don't uh, really fall into the trap of a lot of things. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty religious with what I know works, but I, I don't know if there's any one thing that sticks out in my head that I would feel that that strongly about. I'm I'm a, a very much this the same way as you are. Like I I have a lot more confidence in the things that that I use, and if somebody else is having some some luck on something. I may consider it if it makes sense, but I'm definitely going to go in my own color. But I'll tell you, so some of the past answers that we've had were, we've had a few people say the banjo minnow. That was the first one. Oh, yeah. The banjo minnow, 100%. The second one that came up was um, Bill Dance's Dance and Eel. Okay, uh, I'm not familiar with that one. It's kind of a funky, I looked into it. I'm trying to acquire all of these and then give them away to like a random guest uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) someday. And then the other one was the flying lure. And I remember that one from, uh, from the infomercial. Where oh, okay. it was almost like a reverse tube. It was just kind of funky looking. And interesting. I, apparently it worked. But I, so it's, I usually use that question to find out where people are, like, you know, if they've ever tried anything. The duck, the topwater duck, I think one yep. of the first ones. Uh, I think it was the, the first one that came out. It was like an iCast award winner. Yeah, I was just kind of like, I am not getting into that. It ain't, you know. And and actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, Lunker Hunt has a uh, like a topwater spider that people were jumping on top of, and I I I didn't try that honestly. Like I'm game to try anything once, but like I said, I'm kind of like I stick to to what I know works personally. Um, you you know what's a a really interesting trend that I I'm eventually gonna hop on is like the um the big swim bait trend. Oh, like, yeah. you know, you know, I know that those catch big fish and yeah. like people say big baits, big fish, but to be honest with you, I just, I don't throw them enough. And, you know, I, I know, you know, the, the, the guys out in California and Texas, they yep. swear on those, um, you know, big swim baits. Um, yeah, I like- don't know. If you know the guy from Big Bass Dreams, Oliver Nye, he um, he's a big swim bait guru, mm-hmm. you know, and and those are the types of things that could work and do work here in uh, New England as well. I just haven't oh, yeah. personally hopped on that train yet. I think especially in 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 the river systems that we have, they can be killer because they're so diverse. The population of of 100%. different species that are in there, absolutely yep. right. 
you're right about the big, big lure, bigger bait, bigger fish. Um, yep. I feel like that kind of like isolates some of the, you know, fish that will, will bite and kind of, you know, if you're, if you're trying to avoid catching smaller fish, but yeah, mm-hmm. I've thrown a three inch Ned rig and, and caught four pounders and oh, 100%. You know, it's like it is sometimes because mainly the water that I fish is usually excruciatingly highly pressured. Um, right. I kind of like the challenge. I, I sort of like, I feel like I'm getting one over, you know, when I'm, because it's, it's so pressured, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I usually go out there with a finesse and a power fishing method kind of in mind. And then I yep. just jump into it there. You know, and that's the thing this time of year. Well, you know, coming into this time of year, mm-hmm. like into the early summer months, I, I catch big fish on, on shaky head, yep. um, you know, the shaky head technique, you know, I know that Sanko fish fishing could be boring, but I catch bigs on Sanko's. Yeah. You know, I, I excel personally on soft plastics there. It's so versatile, you know, you can rig them multiple different ways. And I just, I love drop shotting. I I just, it's, it's just an effective way. Drop shotting is my new obsession. I I didn't Uh, really understand. I thought it was definitely more of like a, a vertical boat technique. Um, but, uh, it was, it was Tim Jacks. Uh, he was uh, one of my second or third guests and he, he, he had told me he's, he's like, yeah, he goes, it's just, it's phenomenal. He goes, but if you apply it the right way. So I did a little bit of homework and you know, it's, um, you I'm actually using the trick worms that I was like, "Eh, I'm never going to use these. I might throw them on a shaky head, but it's the action is out of this world and playing with leaders and things. It's just, it's so cool. It is. And, and, and doing it on light tackle is really what gets me like so fired up because, you know, you're throwing such light tackle and light line, especially for drop shot. It's just like pulling up a four or a five pound fish on light tackle is just the best. Oh yeah. It's greatest feeling ever. It's an absolute win. Um, let's talk about there's, so I've been getting more and more into fishing stories. So let's talk about first, tell me about like the, the catch that you feel like you're most proud of, or that made the most impact in your memory. So people ask me this quite a bit, and Mm -hmm. this is always an exciting, you know, question for me to answer. So back in 2014, I caught, um, like a 38 inch, um, Northern Pike out of our, um, Housatonic river waters Mm -hmm. with my brother. And my brother and I were just taking like a little float trip with a canoe and I was fishing, um, a little jointed rapala for pike or bass, whatever was going to hit it. Yeah. And towards the end of our trip, I ended up hooking a 38-inch northern pike that weighed about 16 pounds. And initially, I didn't really know what it was. I, I, I thought it was like I was snagged up on something. I thought it was maybe like, you know, a, a piece of debris or a log I was dragging around. And lo and behold, I'm, I'm in this canoe and I'm dragging this northern pike to the canoe. I'm freaking out because at the time – you know, I was fishing with just like, I don't know, 10 pound monofilament because yep. I didn't know any different. And my brother's like, Oh my God, like you have this huge pike on, don't lose it. And you know, most people that target Northern Pike or go out there and, you know, try to catch them at least use like a steel leader or, or heavy braid. Oh, yeah. So I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. And then, so my brother ended up netting this beautiful fish for me. Mm-hmm. And a couple months later, 
um, our Connecticut DEP was actually doing a contest where if you submitted your, you know, best catch of the year, they would, they would, you know, you would feed, they would try to feature it on the cover of our state anglers guide. So crazy enough. I, I submitted it. I was so proud of it. And, you know, um, you know, a couple of months later, the DEP contacted me and they were like, we want to congratulate you. You know, you've, you've won the cover of our, of our state anglers guide. And it was just, I was on cloud nine. I mean, that, that, that whole experience catching that one Northern Pike was just, it was magical for me from start to finish. Oh, and, and actually it was, kind of a life changer for me. I, I know that's crazy, but you know, when, when people in our state saw me on the cover of our anglers guide with yep. the pike, they were like, wow, who, like, who's this girl? Like, you know, catching, pa- catching big fish. Like and, monsters. You know, yeah. Yeah. So it, believe it or not, that opportunity opened a lot of doors for me. Um, you know, I, I volunteer some of my time with the youth fisheries division and, you know, we try to get kids outside and fishing and things like that. So I'm very involved with our community as well, which is, which is pretty awesome. awesome. Now I'm going to go ahead and assume that that picture hanging on the wall right behind you, that's the picture you're talking about. Yes. That is awesome. So perfect place. (laughs) Yeah. So it, it was just, it, it was just an insane experience. And, yep. and the, the best part about it, honestly, was that I got to experience it with my brother. Yeah. He took the photo for me and it just, it, it, it went wild. That's awesome. Like that is, that is truly like epic. And I mean, miraculous, like, like you said, you weren't using a steel leader or anything like that. I mean, nope. even like, that's just one of those, it just happened. And like, look, that's a memory you're going to have forever. Like forever. truthfully imprint on that guide for the rest of your yep. life. That is awesome, Andrea. Yeah, now, that was incredible. On the flip side, <laughs> let's talk I know about what you're already going to ask. The biggest, most epic fishing fail you've experienced. Lay it on me. The biggest fail. Wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, I listen, I, I don't have any one thing that's a huge fail for me, yeah. but I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm, I'm a female in, in the fishing industry that takes this very seriously yep. and, and sometimes too serious. But at the end of the day, I try to take away something from every single one of my trips. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like to try to get out on other people's boats and learn something. You know, I've had, I've lost big fish from stupid mistakes, whether it was, you know, a fray in my line, which yeah. it was, um, you know, a knot that wasn't sufficient or whatever, yep. you know, um, it, it's, I, I try to take away something from every trip, but I did lose a, a, a pretty big, um, um, what was it? Like, um, a, not a lake trout, but it was, um, a King salmon, um, in okay. upstate New York. My dad's got a house up there. So we take frequent trips up to Lake Ontario mm-hmm. and, you know, I lost a, a big one up there. But like I said, it's just one of those things where, you know, sometimes you just, 
have an off day or you yeah. do something, you know, cause you're, you're too rammy or you don't take the time to do something right. And it's, yep. it, it ends up in a, in a fatal mistake. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sometimes you just, you know, like it happens all the time where I'm just too much in my own head. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it happens. Everybody, everybody has yep. something. And, and, and that's what I was going to say too. Like, yep. you know, I feel, you know, the pressure to some degree and I, I don't know, you know, I'm sure other females in the industry would feel the same way, but you have like, you know, a reputation to uphold and and an image and, you know, you got to get, you know, good photos for social media and things like that. So, you know, the pressure's on for me. I mean, it's a a blast, but you know, there, there's day, there are days where the pressure's on. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's interesting. See, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm a dad of two daughters. So I look Mm -hmm. at, I look at anglers like you and I'm like, you go get it because yeah. that's the inspiration that there really, really does far more than anything else. Like that is really huge. So, I mean, a, a, like huge applause to you and everything that you're a, a accomplishing out there. That's awesome. Thank you. I see the same thing in like the DJ industry with the pressure with, with, uh, with female DJs and it's, oh, it is ridiculous. Like you want to talk about a boys club. Holy Oh crap. yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact, there is a, a DJ, uh, a Connecticut DJ, Rachel Lynch, who is, uh, she's killing it in, in the industry, like doing gear reviews and I mean, all kinds of different things. So she's really, you know, I, I, I totally, totally get it. And like big ups to yeah. you for hanging in there and, and making it happen, you know? Thanks. I, I got to step up my game this year too. I want to start a YouTube channel and start doing some like, you know, um, on the water type, um, you know, tutorials and just yep. like lifestyle type stuff. Like yeah. just because I think, uh, you know, quite a bit of people out there do want to get to know me on that level rather than just, you know, posting photos. So I'm definitely, that's definitely a futuristic plan for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I do have to say too, like, you know, a huge shout out to my family, man, because I have a, a 15 month old daughter at home. Yep. I'm still able to get out on the water at least twice a week and do what I love to do. That's and, huge. You know, it's huge. Yeah. And I, I, I am so incredibly blessed that I have supportive family that helped me do that and, and achieve my, my dreams and, and, you know, make it happen. I mean, it's people message me all the time and they're like, how do you get so much time to fish being a mom and a wife and, and, and trying to juggle it all? Yep. You know, it, it's a grind. My life is a grind, but you know, I, I, there's nothing that brings me more pleasure and happiness than being out on the water and, yep. and just a huge shout out to my family for helping me make that happen. Yeah. Cause it, and, and you're right. It is, it is a grind, but it isn't it. Don't you find it so much easier to digest when you love the grind? Like when you just I love do. what you're doing, it's, it's, it's yep. like, okay, bring it on. Okay. We'll just make yep. all this happen. Versus I, I actually, clock. yep. And I love being busy. I find that I'm like productive, you know, when I'm keeping busy and I feel good mentally about yep. it. So there's nothing in my life that I regret or that I would change. Yeah. But you know, I just love that I'm able to balance all of it because I've got, you know, that supportive family behind me. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So you, you mentioned that, that you and your husband bought a boat. Um, yep. was this, was this your, your first boat? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he had bought one, um, a few years ago, but it wasn't big enough. Like the, the you know, the rod storage wasn't sufficient enough. Oh, so yeah. we, we did, we did upgrade to uh, a tracker 195 uh, mm-hmm. tournament edition. We did purchase it from Bass Pro. You know, there are, there are definite, uh, you know, advantages to having a, an aluminum boat, you know, Definitely. it's big enough where we can trailer it up to Lake Ontario and, and fish for, 
multiple species up in Lake Ontario, or we could literally just put it into the river and do, you know, a, a, you know, a trip down, you know, in small water. Yep. I'm trying to, uh, convince my, my wife that, uh, a boat would be beneficial for our family. Uh, she's not yeah. too into the outdoors much at all, uh, but I definitely think that uh, I could probably get my girls to go out more often. If I could say, hey, we're going to go you know, and fish for stripers, you know, or right. we're going to go and fish for this, and, and it was more of an outing on the boat. Something about, about yep. fishing on the bank, it's it's hard to keep kids you know, in, into it when you're like, it's, it's that much of a challenge. Totally. Yeah. So, I, and I and that was actually another point I was going to yep. make. You know, you could only get so far fishing with a canoe or a kayak, yep. or or being a bank angler. I mean, if that's your only resource, you got to you know, do what you got to do. 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 Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Yep. But you know, I I got pretty pretty into this and pretty serious with this in in a short amount of time. Yep. And I wanted to challenge myself, and we needed a boat. Yeah. So it was pretty much that was like our option, you know. Well, and you know, like you said, you you go up to Lake Ontario. You take. I'm sure now, you know, the future is wide open, and and that's sort of what I I sort of want to kind of happen in 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 my sort of situation. Like I would love to take a trip and go and fish some of these states that I that you know that aren't nearby where it's a mission to go and say, hey, we're gonna go and fish. I, I got a good friend of mine, he's an avid kayak fisherman, and he's always telling me, he's like, guy, you, you gotta get a yak. You just gotta get a kayak. You can drop it in anywhere. And I'm like Absolutely. But I a hundred percent see what you're saying. Like I want to be able to go and do Champlain, you know, yes. I want to be able to go and, you know, go to Okeechobee or, or, or just, just have that experience, you know, yep. do the Tennessee river and, and, and kind of like, you know, have it's, that's what it is. Not even the fish definitely play a role, you know, as far as especially yep. accomplishments and, and, you know, and, and sort of goals. But, uh, for sure it's the experience. I'm a hundred percent experience. Yeah. You know, my, my husband and I, we went down to the Bassmaster Classic, you know, last, last, uh, March, you know, we trailer the boat. Sometimes we do road trips. We've taken it to Tennessee. We've taken it to Maine. You know, we, we've taken our boat a lot of different places. And, um, I I think that's really what makes somebody like a, a good angler. Like, you know, I, I've gotten the question before where, you know, people ask me like, what makes you think you're a good angler? And, you know, I think going out and being able to, you know, figure out a a new body of water or being able to, you know, catch multi-species is, is really what makes somebody a good angler. Absolutely. Was the, uh, getting into your boat, was this your first, uh, experience getting into electronics and, and fish finders or anything like that? Yes. What was the learning curve like? I mean, that, (laughs) that, I feel like to me, that's like Narnia. I have no, I, you know, I mean, what was it like for you? Listen, I, I'm going to be real here. Awesome. I, I, that, that is like, that is a major, major weakness for me. Um, I, we have, um, hummingbird Solix units, which are are, are great units. I mean, we have a 15 inch unit on the front of our boat that has doubt imaging side imaging. I mean, it, it, it literally, I need to go to school to learn how to read my electronics. That's and not what I hear from everybody. <laughs> They're like, it's, it's, there needs it, to be a college course. I can guarantee you my, my game would be insane if I can actually yeah. learn how to read my electronics. And, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, 
I, I can learn from other people. Like I work some of the fishing trade shows in the winter yep. and you know, it, it, that's, those are like big networking events. And oh, sometimes absolutely. like I'll sneak myself into like, you know, the hummingbird booth and I'll just be like, help me out. Like take me to school on this stuff yeah. because I I'm it's, it's actually like my weakest link. In, in fishing. Well, I'm, I'm glad to know that it's not like the make or break because you definitely seem to be killing it. Even if it is your weakest link, you're, you're definitely hanging in there. Um, I I've, am. I've definitely played around with the idea of, of, of getting even like a deeper unit. Um, one of those, mm-hmm. you know, that you could tie onto a kayak or, or tie onto a rod and just cast it out just so I could kind of get adjusted to what it looks like. When I'm right. when I'm out there, because that's 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 part of it. You can be out there, but you're like, great, I'm on the water, no idea. Well, I fish a lot of Quabbin Reservoir too. We'll re- usually rent a boat and go out for a day. And um, if you've never done it, I recommend it. You can catch everything there from lake trout. They've got uh, a, uh. a killer bass fishery. Um, I mean, it's Quabbin is in Massachusetts. It is a, a, a killer, as is the Wachusett Reservoir. But I've gone out there, and I'm like, all right, we're out here. Great, we're not on the bank. What do we do? What's going on underneath us? And I, I find myself like oftentimes just like I'll drag a jig or, or a heavy Texas rig to kind of get some contours. And I'm like, there is yep. so much water. This is taking so long. <laughs> you know, that place, that place is on my bucket list yeah? for this year. You know, uh, my husband and I were talking about hitting that this year, but I, I just, I love to try to figure out new bodies of water and and that place is just incredible. Like I've heard that people catching, like you said, lake trout, you know, big small mouth out of there. I I need to go. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's, I highly, highly recommend it. Like you're going to love it. It'll be great. Um, that's, that, that's awesome. Let's see. Do I have any other questions to kind of go over? Um, you said you do some of this stuff with the, the trade shows. Um, you have a couple of like you do, you have a partnership with, is it master built? your smoker. So I did, um, Mm -hmm. it's not a permanent partnership, but I did just recently do uh, like a small collaboration with one of their grills, um, that had just hit the market. Um, but I have fun, like, you know, collaboration, um, opportunities with different companies and, you know, it's kind of like one hand washes the other, like, you know, it's just, they're good opportunities for me, you know, good opportunities for them because I'm advertising a little bit for them and, yep. it, and you know, I have incentives on their end. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's fun. It's definitely, there's, there's a, a part of, uh, in, in my mind that, that really thinks as an industry, I'd like to see this podcast sort of become a vehicle to work on collaborations and things like that. So when, when I saw that, I was like, that is really, really, really interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. You know, and that's the thing too, and I'm sure you'll agree. Social media is the way of the world nowadays. Totally. You know, it's people, even major companies find that social media advertising is the most effective because you 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 have platforms like. you know, Facebook and Instagram that have billions of people and, and now TikTok and, you know, companies are, are just, you know, wanting to get their products out there. And, you know, they're finding that, you know, most, most ways of getting their products out there and noticed is, Mm -hmm. you know, through, um, social media. Oh, social media is, it it really is. It's like, it's, it's just everything. Uh, 
mm-hmm. you're absolutely like not only communicating, but also like education, you know, when you have a question about something or sharing an experience and, yeah. and that's what I found, especially like younger kids. I mean, I'm, I'm 43 years old. Like, you know, I mean, when I say younger kids, I'm talking about people 20 or, or, or younger there, they seem to all be even 25 and younger. They seem to be so focused on the experience versus, um, anything like something that's tangible per se. And mm-hmm. social media plays right into that. It does. I did have a question I wanted to ask you about, I, cause I've noticed in, in a lot of your images, you fish year round. I do. do. So, um, and as a new I, Englander, my hat is off to you because I don't, <laughs> you know, I gotta say, you know, ice fishing, um, you know, it's so temperamental. Like yep. we had a really short ice fishing season this past year. You know, some of the favorite lakes that I like to ice fish didn't even freeze this year. No. You know, it's so temperamental and, um, it can be very short lived, but yep. I, I don't stop. I mean, you know, I'm drilling holes, you know, the first ice, you know, up until, you know, ice out where we could start targeting these, you know, pre-spawn Northern Pike and, yep. you know, these, these early springtime smallmouths. I mean, it never stops. That's awesome. What's your favorite season out of anything for whatever reason, whether you're just like, I love the weather, you love the pattern that certain species are on. What's your favorite season to, to fish? So for bass, it's definitely springtime between April. I want to say between even late March, man, I've had some explosive days in late March, really late March until like May, you know, late May, early June, like post spawn. I mean, it's, it's just lights out. I feel like, and it's just, there's so much action and there's so many big fish that are swimming around. It's just it's just awesome. I agree. Springtime is, I mean, you, you just can't go wrong. This was today. I was out and the f- this was the first day I ever saw fish on beds in 2020. Yep. They were on. Mm-hmm. We had three good days where the, the low was over 45 degrees, for, over 48 degrees at least, sometimes even 50. And it was a good warming trend and I knew it was coming. I caught two today, just two pounders. But it was I was able to sight fish them, and that's my favorite thing. When I'm like, that's fun. You and I'm, uh, I'll like, I'll pitch a Ned rig, and you know, it's just like I feel like a ninja, you know, like a 300 yep. pound ninja. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, um, it's crazy. What uh, now? Um, totally random question. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't asked this one in a while. What is your most unusual talent, either fishing related or otherwise? Does not have to be fishing related. And if you feel like you've got two, you can give me two. So believe it or not, and I don't, I don't ever really post a lot of this on my social media, but uh-huh. um, I, I'm an avid country line dancer. Believe it or not. Oh, um, I believe it. I I love country line dancing. Yep. I I used to teach it all over the state. I used to teach oh, it in out, dance really? studios. Yeah. Um, I used to tear it up on the dance floor. Like, um, you know, we had a little country bar here, like not far away that I used to dance at. And that, that was like, to me, that's, that's being talented. It's not a lot of people could dance, but I'm a good dancer. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. That's huge. I, it's, it's funny. I'm a, I've, I've been a DJ for years since, since 93 and country was always a genre where I mm -hmm. would say, no, 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 no. 
this is going to come in handy. And it has. Yep. Like, I got the opportunity to do a set opening for um, Kip Moore. Yes. Yeah, Kip Moore. Yes. And uh, Kip Moore. It was, it, was, it was great. I was like, holy crap. And it happened to be a partnership I did with a radio station. They liked cool. what I did, so I put something together. Just as people yeah. were coming in, it was, it was really, really cool. But I'm like, yeah, I guess I got to open for Kip Moore. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know what's cool too? Like, um, you know, I just started the hunting thing. Yep. Uh, I, I, I wanted to take my love for the outdoors to the next level. Yeah. You know, I, I shot my first turkey this year, which was incredible. Yep. You know, so you're, you have to, t- I feel like to some degree you have to, you know, take your love for the outdoors to the next level. And as much as I, I love fishing, I wanted a new challenge. So, you yeah. know, my dad and I got into the woods this year and I shot my first Turkey, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to like, you know, take my bow course at some point, yep. you know, if this COVID thing ever, you know, gets better, I'm hoping to take my bow course and, and shoot a deer this, you know, kill mm-hmm. a deer this year. So you know, it's, it's fun. It's That's just awesome. different, you know? Yeah. I used yeah. to, I, when I was in high school, I was really into archery. And once that bug bites you, I used to take, I can remember being in high school, taking girls on dates to the indoor archery range. Like that's, that's what awesome. we would do. And it was like, yes. yeah, we'll go and try this. And they'd be like, we're not even having a conversation. I was like, Oh, did you see that? Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Um, I come from I a family that. like that's all like into hunting and fishing. So yeah. it, it just is like second nature. For yeah. Me. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's fantastic. Andrea, this was really great. I'm so glad I got the chance to talk to you. Thank you for messaging me and kind of putting the ball in motion. This is really, really awesome. Do you have anything that you have coming up, anything that you want to plug or anything, um, your social media, YouTube, anything like that? Nope. So just, um, you know, follow me on Instagram. Um, you know, the, the local support is, is amazing. Yep. Um, you can follow me at the blonde angler on Instagram and, um, stay tuned because I, I really do plan on putting out some good content for you guys this year. And, you know, I, I want to make a YouTube, uh, channel and, and really step up my game for everybody this year. I just thought of a fantastic idea for a video. If you're ever out rec- shooting content for your YouTube channel and it's yeah. slow, Country line dancing on the deck of the boat. I'm just saying, maybe oh, you can talk. Your, maybe you can show your husband a step or two. I don't know. You know, it's <laughs> possible. Accepted. Yeah, I think it could be awesome. Awesome. I'll and- be dancing around. I'll be doing the two step with a with a four pound smalley next time. There you go. I'll, I'll shout you out for that. I love that. <laughs> I love that, Andrea. Hey, you guys have yourself a great week. Um, I appreciate you doing this. And uh, this episode will be out tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna be up tonight editing it. I have one. Uh, other interview that I may or may not get in beforehand, but yeah, you'll you'll be up tomorrow, and uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, you name it. So thank awesome. you so much, Andrea. To it, to it. Take care. Anytime. Now. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another one of these episodes. I got to tell you. Uh, the, the support has been awesome. Um, I hope you guys are hearing this all the way at the end because I've been trying to leave some information here for those dedicated listeners that listen all the way through. So uh, working on a couple of things right now, and I'm going to go and throw a few tidbits out there. I'm working on a couple of things. First off, I want to say thank you. We have in in the works um, some potential sponsors, which is really great because those sponsors will help me to drive this 
podcast even further as far as handling, you know, uh, promoted posts and things like that to get more visibility, more listeners and get people checking this out. Also, with that comes uh, more and more guests, because the more people that I reach, uh, you guys are the ones that are listening to the show and you're the ones that I want to be talking to. So that's really fantastic. Also, if you're hearing this and you're like, hey, I'd love to talk about fishing with you, Bobby. Why don't you just shoot me a message at jigsandbigs413 at gmail.com? And we'll set it up and make it happen. It's that easy. So a couple of the other things that I'm working on, like I said, sponsors, we're trying to work that stuff out. So you guys are going to be hearing some stuff from uh, some companies that are in this. They're passionate. Uh, I'm not going to drop any of those names just yet. We're going to hold out. But the other thing that that I think is really cool um, that I'm hoping you think is really cool is this. So uh, I, I mentioned in the very first episode here that r- currently I am an auto work trivia game show host. I My background is I've been an event DJ for a long time. And right now that ain't happening. All my entire wed- weddings uh, for, for summer have been uh, completely cleared out, uh, totally rescheduled for about a year to two years down the road. I've been really fortunate, though, that most of my clients have wanted to stick with me and just 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 run with it, which is great. Um, so, but I do a lot more than weddings. Uh, I, I also hope Host a lot of uh, trivia events at bars and nightclubs, and these are are really they really have a game show type feel. This is where I feel like one of my strongest suits is. So I I, I was thinking about it, and I decided. I think I need to blur these things together. And here's what I'm working on. Um, Along with the sponsors that I'm working on, I'm also reaching out to some other companies. I'm trying to acquire sponsors for a very special trivia fishing trivia game show episode. And the way it'll work is a little up in the air, but I have a few different ideas that might involve some industry people, small panel of, of maybe anywhere from five to about a dozen or so, maybe 15 different contestants um, that will basically be playing and you can support them by, you know, commenting on posts and, and, and you know, uh, being involved with, with with their media and their streams. Um, and, and if they, you know, if they win, then that prize will go to whomever. Now, I may have a lucky spot. No, what I'm, I'm actually just going to say this. I'm going to guarantee at least one lucky spot for uh, one individual to uh, get together and just play on their own. Uh, and if they win, they get all the prizes. I know I've already got a favorite rod and reel combo uh, available. Um, and I believe you have the choice if you would prefer it to be a spinning combo or a bait casting combo, uh, which is really awesome. I've got, uh, I've, I'm, not, I'm not even going to get into some of the stuff for the prizes, but I am talking about major, major, major prizes. Great, great stuff. And uh, what I'd love to see is I'd love to see this grow from year to year to year to year. And then, hey, who knows? Someday maybe we'll give away a boat, but only after I get a boat, damn it. I need a boat. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Thank you guys so much for listening. It was awesome having this amazing conversation with Andrea. Uh, Check her out on Instagram, uh, The Blonde Angler. She has a great feed with amazing, amazing pictures. I mean, just true passion for the outdoors and uh, just absolutely killer. So go check her out. Big thanks again to Sean the Fisherman for a little bit of insight into the mind of Sean the Fisherman. Uh, It's been pretty good. I will see you guys in a week. Remember, if you do enjoy the show and you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a review. Uh, Go ahead and rate it. You can rate us one star. You can rate me five stars. Rate it with, you know, be honest. You know, if if there's something that you don't like, it's, it's cool. 
If you would like to write a review, that is fantastic too. Of course, as always on all the platforms, you have the opportunity to go ahead and subscribe. So if you click that subscribe button, what it's essentially going to do is allow you to get a notification when there's a brand new episode that drops, which means you don't have to go looking for anything. That's pretty awesome. So make sure to subscribe. Yes, it even works on Spotify. It is great. I'll drop this tonight and uh, I'll get a notification in about two or three hours and it will be live. So thanks so much, everybody. It is another episode of Jigs and Bigs. I am Bobby Rose Beef. You guys have yourself a good week. Yeah.